This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Wednesday Kings Better, the show that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. Uh, now, it's been a little while since we recorded, uh, which was when we lost to Arsenal 4-1. Uh, enough about that. Um, so this week, just before the end of 2023 and Christmas, uh, <laughs> when we break up for the festivities, uh, we're going to talk about those three games that we have missed. So the 0-0 versus Hacken at Stamford Bridge, the 3-0 win versus Bristol City, uh, at Aston Gate and then the 3-1 win away in Sweden uh, this week on Wednesday uh, as Chelsea finished off the year top of the WSL and top of their Champions League group uh, so all is well there uh, now remember when we do record on Tuesdays and Fridays you can listen to the show live on Mixler that's mixlr.com uh, forward slash went to Mo Kings Meadow uh, or you can look up for our tweets and you can join in the show and post on the chat page uh, as we go uh, along, uh, but we'll try and record on Tuesdays and Fridays for that to happen at 8 pm. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Dean, joined this week uh, again by Mr. Simon Kingdom. Simon, good to see you. Evening, evening, everyone, evening, Dean, evening, Serena. Uh, glad to be back for another show. It's been a, yeah, a busy week or so, isn't it, really? Games coming thick and fast. It feels like we haven't recorded for. Ages, but it's literally like ten days. Uh, so we missed two shows, but there's three games, uh, which is crazy. And, and also joining us uh, from a long way away, uh, Serena Chong. Serena, good to see you. How you doing? Uh, good to see you guys as well. I'm doing well. Uh, it's been busy for the Chelsea women, and it's been busy for me. So I'm very happy that Christmas is just around the corner. Yeah, I know that feeling, packing up for work today. Um, so, have you got one more day left or are you done? I know you're lazy, you're posties. Yeah, tomorrow. So, hopefully, hopefully nice and easy tomorrow. We can uh, we can get away quick, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, been really, really busy. 
Yeah, so as I say, on the show tonight, in sort of part one, we're going to look at the three games just in very general detail, uh, mainly because I missed the Bristol City game. Uh, so I was getting a haircut, which sounds a lot more fancy than it is, but that is the time that my barber was available. Uh, and then the second Champions League game, I fell asleep halfway through it because um, I've been so busy. Uh, so the only game I actually remember is the nil-nil, uh, which was nil-nil. So what do you need to know about that? Hopefully Simon and Serena can help us out uh, with the other two games. And in part two, we're going to look at a Christmas wish list for Chelsea. What could they possibly need or want? But I wish for them going into next year, uh, 2024, uh, our last half the season under Emma Hayes, unfortunately. Uh, and we're going to do that after this short interlude. Smokey's Meadow. Uh, let's get into the first game then, which was the nil-nil. And this was on Simon the Thursday after we lost to Arsenal 4-1, so we recorded on the Tuesday. Hope for a bounce back against Hacken, but one of those games I thought they could have still been playing Friday morning and they wouldn't have scored. It was, oh God, they huffed and they puffed, didn't they? And all those shots I had... Um... We were sitting the north end, so they the end they were kicking towards the second half, and we were all saying, oh, "It's all right, second half we'll we'll see all the goals down our end." But yeah, we could have still been playing and still wouldn't have seen them score. They defended well though, didn't they? Hacken to to give them their due, but ten players behind the ball, I suppose. Yeah, but, yeah, right. frustrating. They didn't. Shoot, but then when you saw the stats, I was surprised at how many shots they had. It seemed like they were trying to score the perfect goal all the time rather than having a dig. Yeah, I'll read those stats out, Serena. 70% possession, 22 shots, 5 on target, 10 corners and 4 fouls. Um, I don't remember the goalkeeper making a, an amazing save at all, uh, so they should have been 5 sort of straightforward ones. Um but yeah, as we said, frustrating is probably the word for it. I mean, as someone who didn't get to catch the game live, I'm looking on Fop Mob right now, and the top-rated Chelsea players are all defenders, which kind of tells you all you need to know about the game. Yeah, I mean, how can to give their credit as we have, as we have Simon? You know, they were top of the group going into this game, having beaten PSG, uh, PSG, sorry, Paris FC. And Real Madrid, um, so they were no, no mugs. Um, they defended well, and they also counterattacked well. And for me, the highlight for the team was Kadisha Buchanan, which obviously says a lot as well. Yeah, it's funny because we were. I was sitting next to um, friends that we know from Kings Meadow, but we've never actually sat beside them. And it was interesting getting their take on players as well as ours. And we sort of all agreed that she's a fantastic player, 
when the pressure's on. But once the pressure is off her, then she was, takes her eye off the ball a little bit and makes a few mistakes. But she she did. She really played well in that game. And Jess as well, to be fair. Jess Carter played well. But... Yeah, I suppose so it's pleasing to get a clean sheet after losing 4-1. That's another positive we can take. <laughs> um, so I know you missed the game live, Serena, but did, have you seen highlights of it? I... I vaguely remember seeing highlights. I'm sorry, my memory is pretty bad right now just because I've been a bit under the weather. But, I mean, nothing really stood out from what I remember, which um, from what I'm hearing from the both of you kind of tracks with this game. Yeah, I mean, someone's probably the last thing to talk about for this game is, you know, the atmosphere at Stanford Bridge. Just the 5,000 available. I don't know what the attendance actually was for this game. Uh, let's see if I can find it on here. Yeah, no, it doesn't actually. Is it free? 3,000? Just like a little over 3,000, I think. Yeah, it's not telling me on BBC website. Yeah. Um, it's 3,300 according to FartMob. Yeah. So about 1,700 short of the four or five they could have had. Um, affected the team, maybe? It's it's strange playing there, isn't it? And seeing seeing it empty, and even when you watch it on telly, I know that that's where the, the cameras are on the East End. But you would, it's not good when you're, you the cameras are facing an empty stand. It's um, I, I must admit I enjoyed it. We were sitting around sort of people, and it had that Kings Meadow feel about it, with people that you knew. We saw you and Jane and the others. Um, but it's weird. It's a very weird feeling going to Stamford Bridge with 3,000 people there. Very yeah. strange. It, it, perhaps it did affect them a little bit, yeah. Sometimes those Stamford Bridge games are a bit funny, aren't they, to start off with, and so they play the occasion sometimes, but that was, yeah, it's a bit eerie, isn't it, when it's empty? Well, it normally is eerie, but I was sat in the row in front of all the mascots. So as they come off all the mascots, <laughs> right. they were like on mad one for the whole game uh, behind us. It was absolutely mental. Uh, not even watching the football. No interest in it whatsoever, which I don't blame them actually because it was pretty poor. But yeah, they um, kept the noise up where I was anyway, uh, in the front row. Um I should have tried to get on the pitch and score a goal, really. Um, we'll move on to that because, you know, that's what else can you say about a nil-nil draw. wasn't good enough. Uh, then Sunday the 17th of December, away to Bristol City uh, in the WSL. And uh, Serena, probably the biggest talking point before the game, the inclusion of Hannah Hampton as the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, I had to make sure I was reading the team sheet right when it came out because it was 6 a.m. my time, but there she was, Hannah Hampton. Um, I guess we later found out that uh, both uh, Musevich and AKB weren't quite fit um, due to the flu that was spreading around from my understanding. Um, but it was 
yes, it was good to have our uh, third goalkeeper in um, instances like these. Yeah, I mean, so what did you make of her performance? I thought she played really, really well. Um, it's this big debate at the moment, isn't it? Who's number one? AKB's got her strengths. Muzovic has got her strengths. Perhaps Anna Hampton's the answer, and she combines two of them. She didn't the save. Um, she came out, didn't she? Sort of spread herself. It was a bit like uh, uh, Peter Schmeichel type save. Bit of a starfish. And she seemed quite comfortable as well, kicking as well. And I like that playing out from the back. Yeah, good to see her at last. Yeah, well, we have been wondering when she was going to make that uh, her debut, and obviously it came against Bristol City. And uh, what also came, Serena, was a, another world-class Lauren James goal. And after you know, what happened at Arsenal, and she didn't start the game against Hacken in the Champions League, um, sort of felt like that was behind her after that goal. Yeah, it was a fabulous goal. She was buzzing around um, before and after as well. I thought this was a classic good Lauren James game. Um, she She's back to her usual self, which is uh, comforting to hear after um, seeing, I mean, not seeing because I've got most of that filter out, out of my Twitter feed, but hearing about the, the abuse um, that she's gotten uh, as a result of what happened during the Arsenal game. So good to see her back on her feet, metaphorically and physically. Yeah, and another player like, not obviously not gone through the same turmoil as, as Lauren James, but um, Simon Aaron Cuthbert, I don't think has been at her best this season, mainly because of uh, probably fitness. Uh, but she got a goal in this game and then followed it up with a great performance midweek, which we'll talk about soon. But good again to see her on the score sheet because that's something we've not seen for a little while. No, no. Um, my favourite player, to be honest, Erin Cuthbert. I love her. I love the way she buzzes around midfield and just the way she plays. I think she's she's made of plastic rubber. The way she just bounces down and she'll get tackled, she tackles, she gets straight back up again. Yeah, not seen a goal for, for a while, so it was good. Brilliant, just a, a fantastic player. It reminds me, do you know what they make the figures out of to film Wallace and Gromit? Yeah, that's right, yeah. It's like font, and it just flows back into normal shape very slowly. Uh, is Aaron Cuff, but... Um, that's it. Yeah, and then sort of on from that, I think that's when Hannah Hampton makes her save, and uh, Sam Kerr seals the win, and, you know, in years gone by, Serena, Bristol City have been a bit of a sort of calling the whipping boys um, or the whipping girls, I suppose. Um, always losing big, you know, big score lines. But it's good to see that 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 gap has been closed a bit. Although we're still quite comfortable three 0 winners, it's not a nine nil with nine different scorers because the competition's improving. Yeah. Um, in Full disclosure, I've only recently started watching the WSL, so <laughs> I wasn't uh, around. Um, I mean, I, w- I wasn't watching uh, the last time Bristol City were up, but you know, it's still a comfortable 3-0 win for Chelsea, but I felt like at times 
you know, Bristol City had a couple of good counters um, requiring two pretty good saves uh, from Hannah Hampton at different times. Um, you know, they've they kept this contained for, I mean, apart from the Lauren James goal at the um, at the 17th minute there, which, you know, good luck trying to stop Lauren James uh, from from that position. But I, I thought they defended uh, well for the first bit of the game before, you know, the inevitable uh, Chelsea stuff happens and um, we get two more two more world-class goals from our world-class players. Yeah, Sam first goal is sort of inevitable, isn't it? Um, so I suppose the other thing from this game just we should talk about is uh, Sherpa Niskan playing at centre-half because we've seen her play mainly as a number 10 to you know, sort of right back to the other end of the pitch. Um, how did she do for you? Um, yeah, I was surprised to see her there actually, but she um, she did really really well. I think she's a a player that's could play anywhere. She's that good, but it's because um, I think the the episode before we we said about Sophie Ingle, didn't we could possibly play centre back. So when I saw the team, I imagined that that's what it would be. Sophie Ingle playing there, but it was Nuskin. Yeah, she she did well. She did well. Yeah, I did assume that as well, that it was Ingle playing in, in the back, or if it was a free with Lawrence, Carter and Charles and trying mm. to work out the rest of it. Um, I suppose, Serena, that is obviously the last league game of the of the, of the year, 2023. Um, top of the table, 10 games played, uh, eight wins, one draw, one loss. Um, obviously, disappointing to get that loss quite near the end. Um, obviously, the Arsenal fixture, but uh, with a little help from my friends at Liverpool and Tottenham, uh, a comfortable end to the year. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, now we've got some time to recover. Um, and thankfully, the red card that Need Charles got uh, in this game will be, uh, her, her sp- suspension will be served during the uh, FA Cup game against, I believe, West Ham and not our next league fixture so I'm very very thankful for that um but yeah I was a little worried when we stumbled against um well not stumbled um when we fell against Arsenal but um our friends over at Spurs Stadium did us a favor um and we're back on uh we're back on top yeah I don't suppose you know celebrate the top and win more than that Simon in who he is yeah, that's right. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah, come on, you Spurs podcast. Uh, in the new year. Um, yeah, I suppose as well, that the Neve Charles Red Card we should mention. Um, not like her, Simon. She's been a fantastic season. Been one of our standout players. I think she's played along with Jess every game. Um, and just a bit of bit of madness, really. She didn't need to make the challenge. And Emma Hayes said in the um, talk notes, she didn't know what she was doing. No, it's unusual for her because she's normally, yeah, sort of quite calm and, and sensible, really. So to make two, two rush tackles like that and 
good job. It was again, well, we were winning, weren't we? But uh, another game, another tight game, and she'd done that. It could have cost us. So, yeah, very unusual. Perhaps she just needed a break. A bit of a longer, longer holiday, maybe. Yeah, maybe she Yeah, she... Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, she, she did look quite tired that entire game, whether that's because she played uh, full 90s for England and has played basically every game for us uh, as well, or, you know, she also is still feeling the effects of the flu that's been going around camp that she may or may not had or a combination of the two. Um, she, she just looked, um, she looked gassed, um, for most of that game. And I think the, the break will do her some good. She'll come back refreshed in the new year. Yeah. I was thinking that she thought we had one more game left before Christmas. She thought I'll have that off before Christmas. Uh, not mm-hmm. to me. She will miss West Ham. Be interesting to see what Chelsea do there with a left back. Uh, or if, if they play without one, uh, which probably be the case. Uh, but we will look at that in the new year. Uh, and then, sorry, moving on then to the final game uh, of 2023, uh, this past Wednesday um, in Sweden against Hacken. Um, I was a bit apprehensive before this one, Simon, you know, artificial pitch, cold temperatures. We haven't played very well in the game uh, at Stamford Bridge. Um, but Chelsea turned up. They did, yeah. It surprised me as well, really. They played really well, defended well, and yeah, yeah, a, a solid performance from us. They, um, it all, yeah, it looked really good, didn't it? I saw the pictures of the, uh, some of the guys coming back, getting the flight back um, yesterday in the snow and things like that, yeah. Was it minus, obviously... Not as cold as Canada, I would assume, but, but very cold, very cold. Yeah, Serena's thinking what you're talking about. It's lovely weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it won't translate on the podcast, but you can see the sun. It, it's actually been fairly warm, and uh, the ski hill I usually frequent actually has their snow being melted, so I can't even go skiing right now. Um so uh, seeing seeing the uh, how cold it was um, at the Hecken game, and then yesterday's game um, in Norway, uh, I think it was uh, Leon and Brand. That that's real winter, not not what I've got here. <laughs> We've been quite lucky recently, to be fair. Um, I'm sure, Simon's doing shorts on his round. Um, <laughs> then we started. We started well early, you know, Sam Kerr scoring after 14 minutes, uh, Serena, and that's always a good sign for Chelsea when they get an early goal. Yeah, um, I was also quite apprehensive uh, heading into this game um, just because of, uh, even though we had won against Bristol City, we still looked not quite fit. Um both Ashley Lawrence um, and Neve Charles, I remember in particular being, um, you know, not being able to run as, uh, as fast and as much as they use, uh, usually would. So heading into this, being a little apprehensive, um, worried about, you know, 
tech and sitting back and then um, burning us on the counter. So uh, Sam Kerr scoring in the 14th minute eased those um, nerves a little, but then Hacken scored, was it 12 minutes later? So I was like, oh no, here we go again. <laughs> but I, I, I guess I can't be too angry um, with that because we eventually won and their one goal was scored by a Canadian. So <laughs> it was, it was assisted by Simon. Um, it was the number seven, uh, Jesse Barr, who I thought in the first game when she came on as a sub uh, was really good for, for Hacken, really quick, uh, causes a lot of problems as a wing back. Uh, and again, you know, going one all, Maybe think, you know, again, this is going to be a frustrating you know, second half for Chelsea. Yeah, it's um, it's funny, isn't it? You, you play a couple of games like the Arsenal game and the Hecken game and, and your sort of confidence dips a little bit. Ordinarily, you would think, oh, it's all right, 1-1, one, one, we'll come back and we'll, we'll steamroller them. But those little doubts creep in a little bit and think, oh, no, yeah. Is this not going to be our night again? Top of the league, we could go out of Europe, but yeah, yeah, they did the business. Thanks to uh, Twerin again, Scottish Messi. Yeah, no surprise that Scott would perform well in cold weather. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's really like we said talking about the Bristol City game. I don't think this has been Aaron's season so far. Um, but she came up trumps uh, in this game on the back of getting that goal against Bristol City and you know a bit of confidence maybe helping her game out. For sure, yeah, I echo your thoughts. Um, you know, it hasn't been your typical Aaron season so far, but I thought she she looked amazing this game. It's probably one of her best games this season, um, and I'm I'm enjoying. Uh, her getting back to her usual consistently amazing self um, and her two goals were were phenomenal ones so I'm, I'm looking forward to more of this in the new year Yeah, I suppose I should come clean and say I haven't seen any of Erin Cuthbert's goals from Wednesday night I've been that busy, I've not even watched back the highlights um, so I will take your word that they were excellent goals Um and Simon, sort of coming to you on Erin again, you know, she's had to deal with, you know, Miskin coming into the team, a new partner, learning, you know, a new teammate. And the midfield is that one area that I think Chelsea's always really struggled with. Yeah, difficult positions to fill, aren't they? Um, she would always be my first choice there. I forget how young she is as well. The commentator said about her being 25, and it, it blows my mind that she's. That young still, and she's what she got three, maybe three more years till she's at her peak as well. But yeah, yeah uh, we spoke about him before. Oh no, 25. Yeah, we spoke about Ingle before, didn't we? And, and just what she brings to the team, and then New School as well. And yeah, yeah, looking good. Hopefully, um. Loopholes makes the return as well at some point. Yeah, the mysterious loopholes. Where is she? Mm. Um, 
Uh, so really, I suppose it just shows how quickly you know, things turn around in football on the back of a 4-1 defeat and a 0-0 draw. Uh, a 3-1 win and a 3-0 win. Top of the WSL, top of the Champions League group. Everything looks pretty rosy for Chelsea again. Yeah, it does. Um, this just makes me even angrier that we were robbed of a win against... Real Madrid, because if we had won that, as we should have, we would be sitting nice and pretty at the uh, the top of the table in Champions League instead of, you know, still having to to try and um, get some more game or get some more wins out of uh, the rest of our Champions League game. But you know. Um, that's uh that's a first world problem to have, I guess, at this point. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose some of the good thing for us is the way the fixtures fall. You know, we take on Real Madrid next. Uh, Hacken and Paris both play each other, so either someone loses or they both just get one point, which does put either of them above us if we somehow lose to Real Madrid. Uh, then we're away to Paris and, and Hacken take on Real Madrid. So hopefully we should be you know, high and dry before that trip to Paris. Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, nice positions to be in. Mm. They're out as well, aren't they? Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> They've haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah, bit of a shorter form we'll, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just checking them. They can get to seven points, but then I think Hacken Harris will get to that as well. Well, it's head to head, isn't it? I don't know how they do it these days. Uh, and they're changing it all again, aren't they, next season? But there we go. Uh, top of the group, top of the WSL 2023. Uh, I think we can say it's been a success for Chelsea. Um, after this break, we are going to ask for your Christmas wishes. Uh, so if you're listening live on Mixley, you can put your Christmas wish for Chelsea in the chat box. We'll get them involved as well. And we'll ask uh, Serena and Simon for theirs. Uh, before we do go for a break, a reminder that you can get your subscription to Kings Meadow Chronicle, your Chelsea FC Women Fanzine uh, now. Uh, uh, you can get it online, order the subscription, you get the copy uh, issue 8 sent out to the post uh, to you as soon as it's published. Um, there's also a special offer on where you get a free uh, PDF subscription as well, so you can buy someone uh, a physical subscription and get the email yourself, or get the physical copy yourself and give the email to someone else. Uh, we really don't mind uh, what way around you do it. Um, Kings Meadow Chronicle features tons of great writers, including Mr. Simon King, who's with us tonight. Uh, you get the same amount of pages as a program, uh, just better quality content inside, in my opinion. Uh, looking through uh, the Champions League one anyway, when we played Hackham. Um, so I don't normally buy them, but there we go. Uh, so the address to buy them is www kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com uh, so make sure you order uh, probably before the new year if you want issue 8 out when it is released uh, we will be right back after this Away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in? order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply See mcdonalds.com. 
When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Uh, welcome back to the second and final part of the final Wednesday Smoking Medal podcast for 2023. Uh, now, we've just reviewed those three fixtures very briefly uh, that saw Chelsea finish 2023 top of the WSL and top of the Champions League group stage uh, against Hacken Real Madrid and Paris FC. Um, so you could be mistaken in thinking that Emma Hayes can't ask for too much this Christmas because she seems to have everything uh, that she wants. However, um, we are quite greedy here at Wentimore Kings Meadow. We always want more. Uh, so we are giving out some Christmas wishes. If you're listening along live in Mixed, make sure you put yours in the chat now. What is your Christmas wish for Chelsea? Uh, and I'm going to come to Simon first. Um, I suppose you can have a couple of Christmas wishes. Uh, but what would yours be for Chelsea? Yeah. Um, I want to um, know that Katerina Spitzkova's all right. It's it pains me that she's disappeared, just because she's a lovely person, really. So, um, yeah, if Father Christmas can find out if she's all right for me, that would be good. And to see, um, like we spoke about earlier on, to have loopholes back playing as well. There's a big ask. So not not too greedy. There's a big ask asking for injury updates from Emma Hayes at Christmas. Yeah. Maybe did I see the um, Aston Villa? Aston Villa sort of give you a, a, a. I saw it somewhere. I think it must have been on Twitter, and they actually gave you updates on the players that were injured. Yeah, well, then so perhaps that's one. Um, but maybe a few glasses of wine at Christmas. Emma Hayes would be forthcoming with some information regarding injured players. Don't know. Um, Serena, how about you? I'm not going to be as gracious as Simon. I'm going to be very greedy. My wish list is a Champions League trophy. <laughs> go big or go home, right? Um, that That's my pie in the sky one. Um, but, you know, you never know. Games are meant to be played uh, on the pitch and not on paper. Um, I guess a more realistic one would um, I just hope everyone stays healthy and that Millie comes back um, at some point before March. Um, 
in time for the the knockout rounds for the Champions League. Um, knock on wood that we make it there. You never know. I'm a little skittish these days. Um, that would be my that'd be my two if I had to add another realistic third one. Um, I'm sure we all saw the West Ham announcement video for one Christy Mulis. So fingers crossed that comes with an extension announcement from one Miss Samantha Kerr in the near future. So I've got my fingers crossed for that one. Yeah, and not that Sam Kerr doing West Ham. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Let's not put that out there in the world. That's what my people do. <laughs> Um, so accepting your Christmas wishes uh, on top of that um, because one would have been the perfect send-off for Emma Hayes which is the Champions League so that's covered um, Katarina Macario coming back or coming not coming back she hasn't started yet but being fit uh, and seeing her score goals for Chelsea uh, would be one uh, and then winning the league the week before the last game of the season so then we, when we go to Old Trafford, we're already champions. There's no pressure on the game, just the party. I know that's your 50th as well, Simon. So even more reason to celebrate. Yeah. We were talking about that, funnily enough, when it was announced that uh, me and Dylan, and he said, oh, why does it have to be there? We won't get to see the players close up and, and things like that. So, well, that's all right, because we can win it the day before, or the game before. And then um, Mark Skinner can give us a guard of honour as we walk out of the tunnel at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they've already started selling tickets for it. Yeah, their biggest game at Old Trafford, and we're already the champions. Just Simon, yeah. did you say that your fiftieth? Absolutely. Is... Yeah. Sorry, um, Simon. Did you say that your fiftieth is the uh, the Old Trafford game? Yeah, or, or the day before, or the 17th, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So party I was time, just going to say, it's our birthday. <laughs> but my, mine is on the day of. <laughs> oh, is it? Uh, uh, birthday presents all around. I thought you were going to say, I don't look old enough to be 50. That too. But that was implied. <laughs> I thought, thought they would be assumed. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have, It goes on said, Simon, that. Uh, Buffer gives us his, which is the Champions League, and United giving us a guard of honour at the last game of the season. So, yeah, I think everyone knows what they want. Um, and obviously, heading into the new year is going to be the January transfer window. Um, Serena, do you see us making any moves? It's going to be difficult without having a new head coach in place to maybe to attract players because they're going to know who they're going to be playing for. Yeah. Uh... Partially due to that and partially, I mean, I, I guess it would depend on, you know, what Millie's progress is. The only transfer I can see coming in would be for a center back if we know that she'll be out long term. But, you know, with the uncertainty of who the next head coach will be, uh, I don't I don't see too much movement, if at all. Yeah, I mean, Simon... Uh, Nick now and out with an ACL. Uh, Buchanan struggling with injury on and off. Mielda sort of struggled against Arsenal. Is she not going to be a long-term fit there? Um, I think Millie will be back, but 
and perhaps a left back so we can look at uh, in January. Do you want to complete the squad? Yeah, yeah, like Serena, really centre back. Um, don't really know who you would get to be honest. The only one I was thinking is, as well is um, could we make a bid for Conor Gallagher? <laughs> And then loan it back to the men's team. Would that be a possibility, or is that, I suppose, it's not done, is it, really? I thought you meant to play. Yeah, I don't really know who would be. Yeah. He's got the hair for it. Yeah, true. Just keep him at Chelsea. But that's a different story, right? That's for a a different podcast. Yeah, that's for the other lot. Um, Conor Gallagher. Uh, yeah. yeah, I suppose he's been a little bit greedy asking for more signings after how many was it in the summer? Six, even seven. And we've got centre backs on loan, we've got a left back on loan. Uh, maybe we should just wait it out uh, and see. Uh, now, before we go, uh, sorry, just saying in the news, and I just want to ask how much of the NWSL that you follow? Uh, probably not as much as I should. It's it's actually easier for me to catch WSL games than the NWSL games, but that's a whole different story for a whole different time. Um, Is it I've caught... Than... Sorry? Do you watch more than nothing? <laughs> I I do, yes. Yes. Uh, I'll, ask you, I'll ask you about this then, because it was revealed that um, the OL Reign manager, Laura Harvey, was in the director's box uh, at Stamford Bridge during the Champions League game, uh, rumoured to be one of Emma Hayes' uh, candidates to replace her. Um, do you know much about her and what she would bring to the team? Uh, I feel like I should know more about her than I actually do. She's uh, the OL Reign. They play in Seattle, so that's the uh, the closest NWSL team to where I live in uh, Vancouver, Canada. Um, but that's a very long-winded way of saying I don't know too much. She's got great regular season success, um, but her teams have um, underperformed, to say the least, in uh, the playoffs, so knockout rounds, um, which makes me a little wary about um, how she manages the game and the squad um, during knockout round football. Uh, But this is all just based off of, you know, a very superficial superficial view of, um, you know, what I've seen of the OL reign as well as her coaching. Um, People who follow NWSL more closely than I do, seem to like her so I mean I wouldn't be opposed it, it wouldn't be on the same level as if you know <laughs> if someone say like oh um what would you think if Rianne Skinner coached Chelsea that I would be you know I'd, that'd be a firm no but this one I'm not sure cautiously optimistic if it was the case but I'd have to I'd have to see more uh to be sure yeah, I mean, uh, Schmeg164 on Mixler says that, exactly the same as you, Laura Harvey's decent, but has a poor record in knockouts. Just okay for me. Not really an ambitious hire, uh, in Schmeg's opinion, of course. Um, I just about follow Chelsea, so following teams in America play um, way outside of my reach. 
Um, so no opinion from me. Um, I'm just going to trust. Uh, going to trust Simon that they make the right decision, and I'm going to guess you're in the same boat as me on that. Yeah, I heard it was um, it was going to be Basil that gets the job. That was a rumor that I'd seen somewhere. Three minutes is not enough for maybe starting by Basil. someone on the. Just give him Harry Bose. He'll be playing every player and get banned. He won't be able to say no to anyone. They'll all be starting. No, it's true. Yeah, his, his Chelsea ladies, yeah. And his magic, his magic maracas that he has as well. Love Basil. Love seeing him at Stamford Bridge, actually. He make quite a bit of noise at Stamford Bridge, does Basil. Uh, it's the echo, I guess, from the empty stands bouncing back at us. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boy. Boy. Yeah. I mean, if you've got anything you want to say about Laura Harvey or who you think should be uh, manager of Chelsea next, then do let us know uh, because I'm super lazy, uh, so I don't watch anything apart from Chelsea, and sometimes I don't even watch Chelsea. Uh, you can email us at went to kingsmeadow at gmail dot com, and we'll read emails out on the show when we get them. Uh, I just don't ask anyone for them, so we don't get any. Um, if you do want to say something, and then of course you can post in live on Mixler as they have done tonight uh, and join in the show as we go. Uh, sadly, that is all we've got time for uh, this year. We'll be back probably the Tuesday after the West Ham FA Cup game, the 16th of January, to give us a bit of time off and me to publish issue eight of King's Manor Chronicle. Um, Serena, thank you for giving up your time uh, to join us. I know you've been very busy and not feeling very well as well. So uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, and Simon, always a pleasure to see you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. And just a little shout out to Owen Armstrong as well. Hope he's hope he's all right. I know he was supposed to be on the show uh, Tuesday. But had a few problems. So just, yeah, hope you're all right, Owen. Yeah. Shout out to Owen and um, and very Merry Christmas to both uh, Simon and Serena and to all our listeners. Uh, thank you for sticking with us this year. I know we've been on and off, uh, mainly due to me being lazy, but hopefully 2024 will see us back with regular content that you do enjoy. If you do love what we do, think about signing up to Patreon. Um, it's £5 a month. It helps support the show. helps me use things like Zoom, Premium, Mixler. Uh, Adobe Audition to edit the podcast and publish it for you uh, on our Patreon we have got interviews with the likes of Tony Farmer uh, Matt Beard, the Liverpool coach uh, George Michaelas, all about the 30 year history of Chelsea FC Women they are exclusive to our Patreons um, and you also get to listen ad free uh, as well on there so if you do want to support what we do please consider that, it's www.patreon.com forward slash Meadow. Uh, as I said, we'll be back in the new year. A Merry Christmas to you all and a Happy New Year and all the best for 2024. Until then, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 